You're listening to the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast, your weekly post-apocalyptic news roundup. Hey everyone, welcome back to the 60th episode of the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, Senior Editor here at postapocalyptic.com, where we cover everything, every kind of post-apocalyptic media you can think of, from movies and TV shows and books and comics and games and everything else in between. Is there anything in between? I think so. Probably like short stories, um, short films. Yeah. Anyway, so we have some good stuff for you this week. You know, admittedly, it has been a short news week. There's not a ton here, but I'm still going to talk, right? I'm still going to talk about you're still stuck with me listening to me talk about this stuff. So this first little bit of news here, this is, um, I don't know, it's not really news. I thought it was kind of a human interest story, kind of an interesting little thing. Now, we've all seen Don't Look Up, right? Don't Look Up is the original movie on Netflix. It was, I don't know, it enjoyed a top 10 spot for a little while there. I think it came out in December and it did pretty well, right? Well, there was a scene in that movie where, they, so at the end of the movie, they show a lot of clips of people surviving the apocalypse, right? Like there's, there's how animals react and there's how people are kind of going crazy and all this stuff because uh, there's an impending apocalypse. It's not post-apocalypse. It's there's a, a comet going to hit the earth. So how people are spending their last minutes, right? So the editor of this movie, who's an award-winning editor, by the way, I think his name is Hank something, Hank Corwin. That's what it is, Hank Corwin. He's an Oscar-nominated editor. He's worked on a bunch of different movies, um, but... The important thing here is that he cut out a, a scene. Well, actually, the director, Adam McKay, is the one who said, cut this out. So, so they cut out this scene of a rabbi at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Uh, and, and what they said about it was they said it was too gut-wrenching. I'm not really sure why. I haven't seen the, the clip, of course. But they, that's, they said the rabbi was crying. It was very powerful. Uh, this is a quote from from Corwin. He says, but Adam thought it was just too gut-wrenching. So they cut it out of the movie. Um, and the, w- the reason I think this is interesting is because, you know, you might be looking at why, I don't know, why, like if you're looking to, to make your movie catch, you know, make it hook, you'd want to keep in the stuff that really gets people, you know, gets the emotions and stuff. Well, they thought this was just too much. Um I don't know. I I figure I feel like at this point I'd like to see that clip just to you know kind of judge for myself. But they also said they cut out a clip of a woman. Um, you might remember at, at the end they show this woman. She her arm is dangling over a bed, and um, they say that they, it's kind of implied suicide, but they actually cut out the suicidal part. Like I guess they had it in there where she committed suicide and they, and they said, well, that's probably too much. Now that I can understand, you know, I can understand cutting out that part, but they cut that out and they just left the part with her arm dangling over. And the, the, all the rest of that ending scene is pretty much, um, I mean, there's like a bear in a convenience store and there's animals going crazy. And a lot of this, the uh, Corwin said he actually got from stock footage. You know, it's like real stuff. So that's interesting. 
it's interesting to, to see that there was, in addition to all this other stuff he got, including his own wedding video. Like he, Corwin, he apparently he got married in Vegas with an Elvis impersonator and he included that in the shot, but then he made it look like there were, there was a couple watching that, like they were going back and watching their old wedding videos and that's how they wanted to spend their last days. Well, that's, I mean, that's powerful. That's some good stuff, but he, he did it from his own wedding video. I think it's funny. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen the movie already, you know, I can't recommend it enough. It's really good. Um, but it's again, not post-apocalyptic technically, you know, it's like pre-apocalyptic leading up to the apocalypse. It's pretty good though. It's a good movie. Um, all right. Next little bit of news here we have, oh, this isn't really news, but I think this is interesting. So we have the top 10 uh, net post-apocalyptic movies on Netflix right now, 2022 edition. Derek wrote this up a couple days ago, and this I've been excited about this. What's funny is I use these guides that we write. We've written one for Amazon. I think we did one for Hulu. We try to do them every year. And so this Netflix one especially is one that we try to keep keep track of. And I will use them myself. You know, I'll go on Netflix and be like, what do I want to watch? What what post-apoc movies have I not, have I not seen yet? So I'll go, <laughs> I'll go on our own site and check it out. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that one. So here's, here's his list. This is his top 10. Um, he has a, a list of top 10, his own top 10. And then he has at the end, a complete list of 42 post-apoc movies on Netflix. That's how many he's counted up. So number one, he has I Am Legend. Great movie. Uh, that's the Will Smith one. Um, 68% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a little surprising. I would think it would do a little bit better. That came out in 2007. Uh, Book of Eli. That only has a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. What is going on? Rotten Tomatoes is a little... Uh, I mean, it's not a it's not a slice of opinion from everyone. It's like the people who, who really want to complain kind of go on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, I thought that was a great movie. That's one of my best all-time favorites great movie uh terminator 2 now the thing about terminator 2 is that it's only available on netflix until february 28th so you only have like three three more weeks three and a half more weeks left to to watch t2 that movie man i remember when that came out i was in high school 1991 (laughs) that that dates me a little bit huh 1991 that came out had like guns and roses soundtrack and everything and oh wow that is sheesh so that has a 93% Rotten Tomato score. I don't know what that... <laughs> but he has it as number three. It's a good movie. It's just... Uh, it, it brings back a lot of... It just makes me think of high school. It's funny. Uh, number four, he has Bird Box, which is... Oh, that's a great, great movie. Um, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Uh, number five, The Silence. Now, this is actually his lowest rated Rotten Tomato rated Um one on his list, on his top 10. The Silence is basically Netflix's version of A Quiet Place. You know, you, everybody has to keep quiet. They can't make any noise or else these creatures are going to come out from this cave. Uh, they're not aliens, but they're like these long dormant predatory creatures who live in caves. They're going to come out and kill people, right? Same thing as Quiet Place. Um, I guess that's probably why it has such a low rating, but Derek really liked it. He put it as number five. Uh, the Bad Batch... Number six, that is a good movie. 
he's the one who told me about that. And I, I remember seeing, I never knew it was supposed to pock until I saw, until he told me about it. But, you know, you flip through Netflix and they have the pictures on there. And I'm like, I don't, that doesn't look interesting, but it is, it's actually really, really good. It's a dark movie. It has Jason Momoa in it, Keanu Reeves and Jim Carrey. Now, if you didn't know that was Jim Carrey, you might not recognize him. He plays a really great, like a, like a drifter in the wasteland. And it, it kind of harkens back to his, uh, what's that guy's name? Fire Marshal Bill character he did in, in Living Color uh, back in the 90s. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a good movie. I really like it a lot. I would probably, I mean, if I was making this list, I'd put that a little higher up. But I didn't make the list. Uh, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. People don't have taste, I tell you. Number seven, I Am Mother... 91% of Rotten Tomatoes? Wow. I haven't seen that one. But uh, it's pretty much, you know, it, here, I'll just read his what he wrote. An extinction-level event has decimated humanity, and the only hope for our species is a government facility housing human embryos. I Am Mother follows the life of the firstborn human embryo and the AI raising her. So it's like, it's like uh, Raised by Wolves, but in a facility instead of on another planet. Very cool. Very cool idea. I will have to check that out. Um, Number eight, The Midnight Sky. That's the one of George Clooney where they are uh, in, I think, the Arctic Circle or Antarctica. I forgot. That came out at the very, very end of 2020, like December 29th or something. So it kind of, I think it missed our, our Boomi Awards for last year. Like just missed it. I think only like one, I I saw it, but I don't, I don't think anybody else saw it, but didn't really make it. It, so movie people, here's here's a, a little idea. So don't release stuff on like the last day of the year. You'll probably get better rankings on award shows if you don't do that. Or maybe we are the dummies. We should have included it in the next year's. Yeah, that's probably what we should do. But anyway, 50% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. I mean, that's actually pretty good for Rotten Tomatoes. So don't know. I thought it was a really great movie. I liked it. Mitchell's versus the machines. Now this one, this is an animated movie. It has ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, people, I don't know. I guess people, the people who like the trolls, didn't watch it and they don't care about scoring it, so they just left it alone. And then the people who really liked it all kind of got together and and uh, <laughs> and rated it on on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess that's probably how that goes. Uh, it was a good movie though. It was really good. Really, really good. It made our list this year uh, for our Boomy Awards. Uh, it was a nominee for one of the, the top, you know, top nominee for best movie. Um, let's see. And then his number 10 is Terminator Salvation, which is another in the series, the Terminator series. Came out in 2009. 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Anyway, so then he has the uh, the complete list of the rest of of the 42 movie, or I guess it's all the 42 movies that are on Netflix, including the originals. He has those kind of broken up in their own section. It includes stuff like, uh, what happened to Monday extinction, rim of the world, army of the dead. Some really good ones. Clover, the Cloverfield paradox, not, not really a good one. Cargo is a great one. Arc, ARQ. That's, I remember that one. That was, I, I don't know if I liked that one, but uh, and then all the Godzilla, the anime, the Godzilla anime are on there. Uh, and then he has the other movies that are not originals, like 3022. I just watched that the other day, actually. I thought it was pretty, it was all right. 
I don't know. So yeah, I guess I'm sorry. I was get, I may have been getting confused with something else, but I do remember that's the one that has uh, Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly, which is funny. My older daughter used to watch iCarly. So um, Starship Troopers, Darkest Dawn, all the Terminator movies, two, three, Salvation, um, Day of the Dead, Blood, Bloodline, Into the Wild. I guess that's like a survival movie. It's not really post-apoc, but it's survival. Um, yeah, so check out his complete list. See if you agree or disagree. You can always put it in the comments and tell him how much you disagree. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Tell him how much you agree. Yeah, that's what you do. All right, next little bit of news. This is actually really sad news. Um, there was a star from The Walking Dead named Moses Mosley, and he was found dead um, in Georgia, in Stockbridge, Georgia. Uh, he was found dead near a bridge in that town with a gunshot wound, a fatal gunshot wound. And the crazy thing, I mean, he's only 31 years old. He had been in a lot of movies and, and kind of in TV shows, like little uh, side roles, you know, but he really got his big break in The Walking Dead. He played Mike, the pet zombie, Michonne's pet zombie. Now, if I remember correctly, so if you've seen the, the show, you, you know what I'm talking about. She, when she came on, I think season two, she had her uh, two pet zombies that she held behind her with chains and they had no arms and no jaws. She took the jaws off so they couldn't bite her and the arms off so they couldn't grab her. So they were basically pack mules and they also kept her safe from, you know, from the other zombies and stuff like that. So the story though, we didn't learn the story, the backstory about him until I think, I think it was season four, maybe if I remember correctly. Uh, she was telling Carl about who they were, and she said Mike, who's the one that Moses Mosley played, uh, was her boyfriend, and I think the other guy was her, his friend Terry. Uh, yeah, Terry, and they had uh, so Mike and Michonne had a son named Andre. And I think she told a story. Now, I don't remember if this is in the comics or in the show, but she told a story about uh, Andre was supposed to be watched by Mike and his friend Terry and something happened. I don't know. But so she she basically couldn't let go of Mike. So she kept him and his friend uh, on, ch you know, on chains and they served their purpose as, you know, pack mules and also to 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 keep her safe. Right. Um. That, you know, Michonne's whole backstory is one of the most interesting parts of, I mean, season two, man, that was such a great season. And it really kind of finished off with that bang of a, of a new character. It was really, really great. And especially, I mean, man, you remember the impact seeing those two pet zombies had when we first saw them? We're like, wow, that's, that's crazy, right? So yeah, it's sad. I, I, I would call it a pivotal role i mean he didn't have a speaking role he didn't have a main character role but it was it was a a big impactful role of one of those uh you know those pet zombies so yeah it's sad news moses mosley who's the uh you know the, that that character um we don't know for sure the cause of death the police are still investigating um now tmz has said that it's it's been ruled a suicide but they're the, i think they're the only ones saying that and so it's one of those things you don't really want to go there until you find out for sure until there's like a you know police report that actually says that so we'll find out about that they might have already said it by now while you know while i'm recording this podcast i don't know but 
yeah, sad news from the world of Walking Dead. Uh, okay, now let's get into the the YouTube roundup. I like to do the YouTube roundup before I do this podcast because the YouTube roundup is is an article I do every Wednesday morning, and it's kind of like, well, it's 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 kind of all the things I couldn't cover. I couldn't write a news story about it throughout the week. And if there's a video about it, of course, those two, those are the two factors, video and little news stories I couldn't cover throughout the week. So this week we have some good ones. We have a uh, book recommendation from a uh, book reviewer named Tony Morrow, Tor- Tori Morrow, sorry. And she does these reviews all the time. She's very popular. She has like 12,000 subscribers and very cool. Um, I had never heard of her before this until I see this, uh, you know, this, she's focusing on post-apocalyptic books. And what she's doing in this video is she's kind of saying, you know, here's my introduction to the genre. This is how I got into it. And if you want to get into it either from the start or more then you might already be into it, um, this is this is this is like my list of how to get into it. You know, she has 16 books that she says will get you into the genre, you know, and if you already are into it, check out her list and see if there are ones you've missed. You know, that's what I did. I, I There are a couple on there I've never read. So definitely a helpful list. Uh, next little thing is The Journal, Chapter 2. This is a short film series. They're only a couple minutes each. The first one I hadn't seen until I watched this. I went back and watched the first one. It, it's pretty entertaining. You know, it's not it's not your usual, like, and I say this all the time, but it, it really is a trope. You know, the, the YouTube video of a guy walking with a trench coat down some railroad tracks, and he usually has a staff and a gas mask, right? 90% of the short films you're going to find on YouTube that, are, that call themselves post-apocalyptic are going to be like that. Right. And I think there's nothing really wrong with that uh, as long as you have something else to offer. Well, this one has, you know, the lone survivor, but it also has it has a little bit of comedy. It has some really great shots, it has some like um, cinematic tricks, you know, that they're doing here and there. I, I don't know. I liked it a little bit uh, enough to go back and watch the first one, too. So I linked that in there as well. So you can watch chapter one and chapter two. Uh, next little bit here is from an Audible original that's coming out on February 17th called Impact Winter. This was, I was going to write a news story about this last week. I never got around to it, but uh, I think it was IGN got an exclusive trailer that they released. Now, I I think books and audiobooks need to have more trailers, right? We need to have tr- more trailers for audiobooks. So that's what this is. It's basically getting us hyped up for um, for this audiobook. Now, here's the story about Impact Winter. It's a comet hits Earth, right? And the ash and the debris cover the atmosphere and make it completely dark. So it's not only dark, it's also cold. That's why they call it Impact Winter, I guess. It's cold and dark. It's miserable, right? I can't think of anything more miserable than being cold, unless it was raining too. Oh, I hate rain. So <laughs> if it was raining and snowing and, and just, oh, that'd be the worst. So another thing, a draw for, for this audiobook is that it actually, the voice cast is pretty 
I mean, like, it's like a bunch of famous people, right? There's people from Game of Thrones, Don't Look Up, and Interstellar doing the voices in this audiobook. So I'm going to check it out. I actually, I'm trying to reach out and see if I can get a um, a review copy because, it, it, like I said, it, it releases on February 17th. I'd like to check it out before then and write up a little review on it. So fingers crossed. Everyone out there, cross your fingers and get this. Uh, what else? Oh, there's also a, in this, in this YouTube roundup, there's a, uh, a, an RC car, radio controlled car. It's a Ford F450. So it's like this big dually truck. And it's, it's actually a big, I don't know what scale it is, but it's probably like a foot and a half, maybe two feet large radio control car. And so this guy, uh, decks it all out with like rusty metal not real metal, but it's like uh, he he does some 3D printing of some panels and he gets it all together and, and bolts it on this truck and he gets these like little rusty chains. He puts them all over it. So he shows the techniques. He shows the painting techniques and kind of his thought process in getting this thing looking like a Mad Max vehicle. I think it's really cool. Um, I'm a big fan. If you follow along the YouTube roundup, you know, I'm a big fan of scale models uh, I like to feature when people do scale models, stuff like that. I'll put it on there. But uh, this is pretty cool. The guy, he puts it all together and then he drives it around this little RC car. So if you're into that, check that out. Very, very cool. Um, and the last little bit we have from the YouTube roundup is for the movie Last Survivors. Now, Last Survivors comes out this Friday. This is the movie that I talk about all the time. I, I'm, I'm excited for it because it, it seems to kind of fly under the radar. But just recently, like yesterday, everyone's talking about it now. All of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. This is the movie with Alicia Silverstone. Um, yeah, I know right now you're going, oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, Sean talks about that all the time. <laughs> um, and it has a father and son who are living off-grid. They've survived 10 years in the apocalypse. And the father gets injured. The son has to go out to the real world, quote unquote, and find medicine for his dad, right? Save his life. The dad says, be careful. People out there are crazy. They're cray-cray in the membrane. And and they are. I mean, that's just now anyway. There's no apocalypse, right? So so he, uh, so he tells them, you know, be careful out there. Don't trust anyone. Bring the gun. Shoot anyone you see. Just kill them. Just don't even try to talk to him. Well, he meets this woman who's Alyssa Silverstone and she's like just a calming presence in a world that has been very volatile for this kid so far. And so she, they actually kind of fall for each other, I guess. She looks like she might be, uh, okay, I hope Alyssa Silverstone isn't listening to this. She looks like she's a little older than him and nothing wrong with that, but... It's a it's an interesting dynamic, you know, um, and so they fall for each other. Then he goes back to his dad and he's like, hey, dad, you weren't correct. There are actually kind people out there. Now, here's my take on this. I don't know if this is how it goes. I'm predicting and this isn't like a far fetched prediction. This is probably probably the way it's going to go. I'm predicting she's not actually a good person, that she's actually going to be probably some crazy person. And his dad's going to be like, I told you so always listen to dads dads are always right that's going to be the moral of the whole movie the dads are always right that's going to be yeah they should make more movies like that anyway february 4th this friday last survivors 
probably if it's coming out on theaters, I'm not going to see it. You know how I am. Theaters are bad. Uh, Pre-pandemic, hey, I was at the theater all the time, and now I'm like, man. So yeah, it's coming out this Friday, February fourth. Uh, check that out. All right. Um, what else do we have? Oh, Snowpiercer season three, episode two, was released this week. Um, I talked about season three, episode one, on the podcast last week. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. But. Your old pal Sean here has let you down. I did not see this latest episode in time for this. I didn't see it. I totally missed it. So don't fret. It's fine. Um, Tina wrote up a review, a recap and review of this episode. Now, the thing is, it has a lot of spoilers in her write-up, and but she warns you. She, there's a line where it says spoilers below. You know, I'm not going to read below that because I don't want to read spoilers yet. But let me read above it. She puts, I find this pretty interesting because it feels like she didn't really, she wasn't really into the episode. She says, usually I'm all about the post-apocalyptic train show. But Monday night slash last night's episode called The Last to Go was a little bit lackluster to me. In truth, the tension was a bit forced. And despite the ending, it felt like a filler episode. I often enjoy a good filler midway through the season, but it's only episode two. I hope this isn't an indication that the show is going to derail some train humor there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could see that happening. I remember last season, there was a lot of filler episodes where you're like, okay, all right, that was it. That was the end of the episode. Um, so yeah, I can, I can kind of see that happening, but it's interesting that they've already done it on episode two. So we'll see. But again, I haven't seen it. I don't have anything to add you know, beyond that. But if you have seen it and you want to check out her thoughts, um, definitely check out her, her write-up on the site. All right. So next little bit here is Raised by Wolves. Season two is coming out on Thursday. Probably the day you hear this, it'll be out. Uh, and you've heard me talk before about, about HBO Max, right? I love HBO Max. Funny thing about HBO Max, I missed Raised by Wolves season one when it first came out which was like late 2020 fall 2020 i waited until the following year because then i got i got hbo max for dune when it came out so i saw dune then i said you know we still have hbo max let's check something else out so we checked out uh raised by wolves season one which i was told was incredible derek and stephanie had been telling me that for you know a year <laughs> on the podcast and, and they said, you have to check it out. Well, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's such a great, great show. Um, well then, you know, HBO max strings me along a little bit more because then they have station 11. Well, I'll just hold out and I'll watch station 11 through December and January. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Great, great show. So then I still have HBO max and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to save it. What What's next? Oh, raised by wolves season two. They're doing this to me. They're going to string me along a little bit longer. Yeah, it worked. It worked because now we have on Thursday Raised by Wolves season two. Now, this is going to be interesting. I, I saw the trailer. It looks like it has a lot of the same people in it, which is good. Uh, it has Mother in it, which, you know, that's the star of the show right there. Um, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see kind of where they go from how season one ended. Again, no spoilers, but if you've seen it, 
Uh, I, it looks like, I mean, if, if you've seen ep- season one and you didn't see the trailer, I, I think you'll be, it looks like you'd be pleasantly surprised with where they're going. But I, I'm excited to see where they go. Um, the whole premise of, you know, androids raising humans on another planet is interesting to me. Uh, I, I have written stories, short stories that have very similar premise to, to the point where I'm like, well, I think I have to change these a little bit <laughs> after I saw Raised by Wolves. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's of course, something near and dear to my heart. Um, so I'd like to see how that, you know, where this goes from here. And, and Val actually did a write up of this premiere talking about what date and time uh, this this show, you know, the new season will premiere. And I think it's interesting because they say that it will come out HBO Max February 3rd at 3 a.m. Eastern. So that's, you know, Wednesday night into Thursday, 3 a.m. Eastern. Um, I am an old man, so I will not be up at that time. I'll have to catch it the following day, <laughs> which will be Thursday. So that's what probably when I'll watch it. Um, I think Stephanie's doing write-ups for that. So I will, when I check it out, I'm going to um, talk about it on the podcast. So you have that to look forward to. Speaking of that, oh, yeah, one other thing I saw this week. I didn't see an entire season of it, but I, I think I've talked about this before. There's a, a Korean show called All of Us Are Dead, and it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. I think it's a Netflix original. Um, it's dubbed, so there's no... I don't think they have a subbed version, but I did watch the dubbed version. I really like it. And now you got to understand, I love South Korean horror movies and uh, zombie movies. I they're they're so cheesy. They're like they they kind of harken back to eighties, you know, the eighties American movies. Um, and, and I find them interesting. I don't. I'm, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but I just find them interesting. They're kind of you know, like a cheap thrill kind of a thing. So I watched the first episode of all of us are dead. I really liked it. Uh, I, I, I would say I'm going to finish it up. I'll probably watch all the rest of them. The only thing is I can't watch it with my wife. She hates uh, horror movies and, and blood and stuff. So I'll be watching those and I'll, you know, report back on the podcast about my, uh, my thoughts on those, but so far, so far, so good. If anyone out there has seen the entire season, uh, no spoilers, but I'd like to know your impressions of it. You know, if you, if you've liked it or not. All right. Other than that, we have lots more Attack on Titan coverage on the site. If you, you know, Stephanie's been just knocking it out of the park with every kind of, you know, speculation and and coverage, every kind of coverage article you can think of about uh, Attack on Titan. Also, if you're really big into that, we have a room in Discord, in our Discord. Uh, it's probably our most active room which is our uh, Attack on Titan room. So if you want to discuss the, you know, the episodes, the anime with other people, now you can't, there is a, a rule where you can't discuss the manga. Uh, and so no spoilers on that. But if you want to discuss the anime, you can go in there and talk about that or any other show, really. We need to get those other rooms just as active <laughs> as the Attack on Titan room, right? Um, so yeah, we have that. Uh, lots more coverage. We have book reviews by Tina on the site, which are always great. Um, she has a side channel called Sound and Fury Book Reviews. I'm a big fan. I, I always, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I love Tina's, like the, the way she reviews these books because she, um, 
she kind of approaches it the same way I would. You know, she has kind of the same interest in these books and she points out the same things. That I'm like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's, that makes me want to check out that book, you know. Uh, Tina, of course, you know, you, she's been on this podcast a few times and she uh, could be, you know, semi-regular. You should make a comment and say, more Tina, and we'll get her on the show more often, right? Uh, but anyway, so we have that on the site. Uh, and then, of course, we have upcoming stuff, which I've talked a lot about. Uh, most of these raised by wolves on thursday dying light 2 is coming out on friday in addition to uh moonfall which is the the movie about the moon coming toward the earth again pre-apocalyptic but it counts uh that's coming out on friday and then we have last survivors which i already talked about coming out on friday uh for the rest of the month we have horizon forbidden west it's coming out on the ps4 and ps5 on the 18th now, they, the, the funny thing is, I think a lot of people are worried about how it will look on the PS4. Um, but there are a lot of videos out there that show it off because it's actually still incredibly beautiful. You know, you see the trailers and you're like, oh, well, that's the PS5 footage. I want to see what it looked like on a PS4. Well, people are doing that. So you can look that up. Uh, and then at the end of the month, we have The Walking Dead, Season 11, Part 2. The second part of season 11, which is the final season. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it, but I'm not excited about it ending. Um, what am I going to do after that, right? <laughs> Actually, there's supposed to be a lot more stuff planned. They have the anthology, Tales, Tales from the Walking Dead. Um, I still haven't watched Fear the Walking Dead. I can go back and watch that, right? So, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of Walking Dead universe left after this, but it's still sad. Right. It's probably one of my favorite shows, I would say. Well, at least at least zombie shows, you know, even, even post-apocalyptic, I would say it's up there. So, yeah, we have all that to look forward to in February. Should be a great month. Lots to talk about. Um, and I am I'm just excited you're all here listening to me ramble on about all this stuff, because this is just uh, this is just me talking about my favorite things. And I just pressed record. That's really the only difference. Um, but again, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you check out the website where we have all the stuff I've talked about. We have um, a calendar that shows all the upcoming events, movies, you know, any kind of media, um, you know, when it's coming. Uh, we have not only we have the, the podcast, we have the Apocalypse, which is a list of apocalypse like businesses and uh, books and authors and stuff like that who have uh, they kind of add their own thing in there and, and we get that compiled together on our website. We have YouTube roundups. We have streaming guides. We have just a lot of stuff. We even have like a newsletter, like an e you know email newsletter if you want to sign up for that. So lots of stuff on the site. Oh, and Discord too. Got to check us out on Discord. Um, but again, I appreciate everyone listening. And as always, make sure you stay live out there and always be ready for the big one. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.